Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Apostrophe. We have a special deal for you guys. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash ghost. When you use our code ghost, that's a savings of $15. The code available only to our listeners. Apostrophe.com slash ghost and use our code ghost. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a haunted debit card and the story of a little girl who was able to communicate with her dead grandfather. That and much more today with both Carol and Kathy and myself on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. At Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you like the show, you want access to all the bonus episodes, all the advanced episodes, all of the extras, all of it ad-free. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up to be one at ghostpodcast.com patreon.com or directly through apple podcasts right now yes you can go there even try it for three days free on apple Podcasts and get hooked up with all of that you're like dancing over there we uh we we have cameras on tonight so this is a whole new experience uh, recording between myself and carol and kathy that's I know, because Tony and I never look at each other. No, I just are normally in our own little small dark rooms. And we just, we, you know. we were talking about that because we worked in radio. Yeah. For uh, so many years that we're used to not like seeing everybody. We exactly. Talk to people yeah. Guys, I live off body language. I do. Teacher. She teaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a lot of me like just like itching here and oh, then like my eyes because my eyes are tired and yeah. my eyes are watering. <laughs> So that's what you get. Uh, that's my body language tonight. It's tired. Hey, well, um, if it makes it feel any better, I'm getting over COVID. Hey, that's... Well, what about that? That is exciting. <clears throat> so excuse me if I have to clear my throat a lot. <clears throat> it was just COVID. Yeah, just COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, No, yeah. it was um, not... It wasn't no fun. I'll sure. say that. But yeah. um, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, wasn't as bad here, as when I had so, stressed yes. out last time. Yeah, so there's that. It's been a lot of. I had uh, some sort of illness, so a little. I think I had COVID actually, uh, because the a few of us were kind of passing it around <laughs> between my fiance and her kids and us, and um, none of us tested because it, it didn't feel super bad. It was just kind of like it. I don't know. We just kind of thought it was a cold or flu or whatever. And then Harper got it, and. I just had a curiosity, like, I'm going to, I'm just going to test her. I got a test over here. So I did it. It was COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that mine, when it started, I woke up, like I felt yeah. totally fine one day, woke up the next day and I'm like, man, I have got the worst sinus infection. Yeah. And then the next day I felt even worse. And then the third day I was like, I bet I have the flu mm-hmm. and a sinus infection. I'm going to the doctor. Yeah. And the last thing I thought it was, was COVID because <clears throat> it very much was more like a flu yeah, or a cold. Yeah. It wasn't like what in my head, like I didn't lose my, my smell or my taste. I never had a fever. Yeah. 
And it's been 10 days. And I'm the, still the thing testing is, I, positive. I, I lose my taste every time I'm ill. Every time I have a cold, I lose my taste. So it was like, oh, you lose your taste. Like, that's that's every time. <laughs> For me, it's like, it's yeah. not like a sign or anything. Well, somebody but, asked me, they said, well, can you smell anything? I'm like, no, because I can't breathe out of my nose. Yeah. But other than that, maybe I can. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think, I mean, in a lot of... I think it's it's just going around now and we're not going to know. And that's just how it is. Uh, well, forward. I had it right after Thanksgiving, yeah. which I should add it then because Kathy and I spent Thanksgiving. We were together and I called her and I said, I've got COVID. You better start testing. Yeah, and was she a... was testing negative. And so, yeah. And yeah. a month later, I came down with it. So it, I don't think it was associated. It's because of all the turkey you two ate that. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 We yeah. ate so much. All we ate that. a lot of turkey. Yeah, that... We ate all of that. And I asked for seconds on the ham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> Then we made sandwiches the next day. My uh, my dog He's was talking a, to vegetarians, by the way. Yes, by the way, that's why this is funny. Uh, yesterday was the last day of our Christmas celebrations because we did a, a new Christmas celebration every day of the week for the last 48 days. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what it felt Straight like. Straight from Halloween to Christmas. Exactly. Um, and uh, but it was our last one of uh, get together. And um, I had so many leftovers still, and I was, I'm just done with leftovers because that's all I've been eating. And I was like, okay, got a giant platter. There was a big chunk of ham on there still. Um, I know your mouths are watering. Um, and, and, and then there was like, you know, there's a couple extra shrimp and there was a bunch of crackers and this cheese and that sort of stuff. Like just dump it all onto this platter. And then I went outside and I presented it to my dog, Morgan and he was thrilled. He had <laughs> the largest leftover pile. Uh, he was oh, he just kind of went nuts. And that, he's like, "This is a dog charcuterie board." It was. It, it really was. It was. It was a human charcuterie board and whole meal just ten minutes prior, and then it became dog buffet. So he he had a very happy end of the uh, to the holidays. So cute. Hey, back to our conversation in just a second. New Year, it is here, and I am committed to kicking it off right by finding some small ways to help me look and feel my best. Yeah, resolutions aren't always about, like, big, giant, super things. It's sometimes just start small, and you'll be amazed what those small things can do uh, in the big picture. Taking care of your skin, that's a huge part of it, especially for me. My new commitment in the self-care, it is there. That's why I'm excited to partner with Apostrophe. Uh, they're supporting this episode. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, acne, scarring, Apostrophe's mission is to empower you, help you feel confident and comfortable in the skin that you're in. Apostrophe is an online platform. It connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you get access to oral topical medications, use clinically proven ingredients to help clear up that acne. You simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history, Snap a few selfies, and then boom, board-certified dermatologists will create an initial customized treatment plan for you. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, even back, chest, and yeah, butt acne. I gotta tell you, it's awesome having access to an expert dermatologist team. You get that tailored plan specifically for you, which I like. Gotta sign up for that first visit. No in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. It is all there. It is so simple. You got to check this out. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash ghost. When you use our code ghost, that's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, 
Go to apostrophe.com slash ghost and click get started. Then use our code ghost to sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Well, we're kind of doing things a little different today. Yeah. Because today, guess who gets to read the story? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's me. But um, so what I did this week was um, Tony was really busy. So I'm like, I'll find some stories. And um, because I've been home with COVID. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? And um, so I reached out to our Real Ghost Stories Online Facebook group page. <laughs> and I got stories from those people. Awesome. So anybody if, who's... Yeah, if you're not me? hooked up on that, get on the Facebook uh-huh. page. You never know when we'll be reaching out to you guys. And our right? MySpace page. Get on our MySpace page as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're actually more active on the MySpace page. Yeah. <laughs> do you but, guys remember uh, today, Mosaic? No. Like I was listening to a podcast and they were Mosaic. talking about the early browsers, and well, there was one called Mosaic, and I was like, I kind of vaguely oh, remember that. Oh, that was a that. browser. Yeah, and then it yeah. went. To, then we went to what Netscape, right? Yeah. But I was like, I thought Mosaic. I remember that. God, kind of, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I must have been a, in a blackout or something during that time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Ready. For our first story of the day. Yes. Excuse me. Let me get you some. As I clear my throat, I had COVID. Here we Um, go. You ready, Tony? I got the music playing. We're all set. Okay, here we go. Okay. Oh, and let me preface this with, with, I am not a good dramatic reader like like Tony is. You're very good at drama, (laughs) and I'm not. So (laughs) please don't compare me to Tony Bruschi. Here we go. My name is Angela, and I'm from Michigan. First, I want to say how much I enjoy listening to you and Tony, and I am an EPP. I know there are too many episodes to remember, but I have had my story about my son and, in quotes, the man, read on RGSO, Real Ghost Stories Online, and a story about my daughter seeing a lost boy in her room who was later found in a lake at a campground, which is super creepy. That part wasn't in there. I'm adding stuff in myself. She said, I can't remember when I haven't heard or seen, or even smelled spirits. That was interesting to me, the smelling part, because, Tony, you and I have talked about that, and Kathy and I have talked about it. They smell Smelling zest, spirits, yeah. in particular, cigarette smoke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Or zestfully think, clean. Zestfully clean or Old Spice. <laughs> old, yeah, old Spice. Um, <laughs> those are the two, Old Spice and the uh, the smoke. Yeah, the cigarette, especially the radio station Tony and I used to work at, we smelled cigarette smoke all the time. And it was that kind of cigarette smoke that it's someone who has smoked one or two packs a year for 30 years. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. that smell. It just kind of mm-hmm. radiates off of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or pipe. <clears throat> pipe tobacco is the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's real distinctive yep. too. Okay. Excuse me. I had heard, I had learned to hide it as a child because once at about age 10, I told my friend I saw a girl with her. I've always been an artist. So I drew her a picture and she started to cry and said she knew her and she was dead. But now as an adult and living far away from my little childhood town, I'm open with people I really feel I need to say something to. Back in the late 90s, scrapbooking parties were a thing, and they were, and I never did it, neither did Kathy. <clears throat> I'm just adding that in for you, Kathy. I scrapbooked best... last night with Harper. I imagine. <laughs> Actually, you might have. <laughs> I did. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, did. you might have done Harper that. was like, will you scrapbook with me, Dad? I'm like, sure. <laughs> God, that's so adorable. So I made a cool little thing. Anyway, go ahead. That's funny. I was wondering what to get her for Christmas. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Because I'm going to see you guys next week. Uh, Okay, back to this story. 
My new best girlfriend from the scrapbooking party was hosting. And for the first time, I got to be in her house. We were all scrapping. And for a moment, it was like everyone in the room was busy with their books. And I looked up at the archway of the room where... um, archway of the room we all were in that led to the rest of the house. You could tell we were in a new addition. I saw under the light in the doorway, it was almost like a film, like I was looking through Vaseline. I knew in that moment, there was a man in overalls looking at me in the doorway. I, without thinking, said my friend's name, and do you know there's a man in the doorway? And she said, oh, you can see the old man that used to own this house? He can't come into this part. The other ladies were scared to death. I forgot my rule to be quiet and not scare people, <clears throat> which I think is really interesting because the, the lady was like, oh, yeah, he can't come in here. But I've heard of that happening before, mm-hmm. that new additions, like there's a hotel, the Eaton Hotel downtown here in Wichita, that there's a newer addition built on. And that's what, like where Carrie Nation went in and smashed up the bar and stuff. So the, this hotel has some real apartments now but has real history yeah. but my friend lived there and I'm like is it haunted and he goes no and only it stops and he showed me it stops there it doesn't come here <clears throat> which I think is interesting so the new addition the ghosts are like I don't know they just don't know that part it almost like Do they it, not see that part it's kind of like where they operate mm-hmm. on, on what the geography was of their time mm-hmm. yeah Exactly. It's interesting to me because it just seems like they should be able to jump wherever they want to go. But obviously, maybe they're tied to that. It just reminds me of a dog, though. You Nope. Can't come in here. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay out there. Can't come in here. Well, I find it interesting that the friend was, you know, like just immediately knew. And but had the friend ever seen him, seen him or just she must have because she him. said, oh, you can see the old man that used to own this house. So that makes me think she knew exactly. I mean, obviously, she knew exactly who she was. She did. She knew exactly who she was talking about. So this next part, I think, is cute. So she said, my friend later told me the old man turns the lights on and off in her boys' room. The boys are grown now. So she no longer lives there. Moved into a new house. They're renovating the new house, which is 100 years old. In October, she was at her new house when she said to me, do you see our ghosts? And I said, yes, because I saw one on the stairs earlier. It was in that moment I realized she meant the Halloween decorations on her porch. I just left it at that. (laughs) She goes, there was a group of us, so I didn't want to freak anyone out. Besides, the spirit seemed harmless. Well, thanks again for all you do, and I hope you and the RGSO gang have a great new year. Oh, that's fascinating. So I thought that was cute. Like, she goes to the new house. Do you see ghosts? Yeah, uh Mm uh-huh. And yeah. but she was talking about her decorations. <laughs> Did that you see is... the ghosts on the board? <laughs> I still have I Halloween decorations crazy. up. You know, though I think she's the the Vaseline analogy is good because a minute ago, or you know, when we were talking, um, Tony, we were talking about something, and there was a discussion about whether you saw people clearly, mm-hmm. and um, it was more like that. She nailed it for me. It was more like there was this wavy Vaseline thing that you saw him, but mm-hmm. you know, there Almost, was this yeah, strange yeah. kind of atmosphere. Almost like the you know, like a blurring, you know, to like yeah. a yeah, blurry exactly. photo or something. Yeah. She, 
Yeah, she she absolutely nailed that one for me. That'd be weird though if you reached over and your loved one they were literally they were there but they were covered in Vaseline and <laughs> haunting you. You'd be like, "Why are you covered in Vaseline? Like, what's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> that would be really weird. It's like, oh, it's not Vaseline night here. Sorry, oh, it's not. I'm at the wrong party. They're like, oh, you won't believe it. When you die, you get Vaseline night every night, and it gets crazy. Yeah, like, wow, Vaseline night. I can't wait. In hell. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one. This is a pretty quick one from Stacy. She wrote to me, and she said, um, <clears throat> this happened two weeks ago at um, a cemetery in the area has a beautiful tree of life light display during the Christmas holiday, which I think is kind of interesting that the cemetery would have a tree of light life light display, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. said, my mom and I stopped to enjoy it and decided to drive around to look at mm-hmm. other lights scattered around the cemetery. Also thought that was kind of interesting. I'm like, all the cemeteries that I'm familiar with, they put flags up at Memorial Day and... Fourth of July, maybe, and that's about it. I no want to open displays. a. I want to open a cemetery, then you can have like haunted like walks through it at Halloween. Oh That'd be great. Oh, they do, do that, that down south. I went to when I was in uh, Texas down maybe in south, she south lives Texas. Down south. You could buy tickets, and they would take you on these, and and the person would be dressed like the deceased standing by their grave and yeah. tell their story. <gasps> My mom did that. My mom actually act, good, acted yeah. in one of those because there's yeah they, they were real yeah, good. The creepy it happens in the north too, I guess, or cemeteries that are just a little more. I don't know. It's like adventurous in their advertising. I love that idea. Though. Yeah, it was fun. The cemetery. You, I, know, I grew you could up, do uh, it as a, a fundraiser for a nonprofit. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. Well, and you know, it was just like candles were lit and yeah. stuff around them. You know, and lanterns and things. And I yeah, think this is good. interesting because it's a Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at a cemetery. I agree. But I think it's really cool. And so uh, let me know where I was. And she said the road through it is one way. I wanted to stop and take some pictures, but noticed headlights right behind us. I drove a few yards to a good place to pull over to the side to let the car pass, and I could take some pictures. Pulled over. There was no trace of any car behind us. Remember, the road is a narrow one way, and we weren't anywhere near the turn that goes off to the other section of the cemetery. Let's just say I didn't get out to take pics. Mom and I beat it out of there. I suspect that next year we'll be stopping at the parking lot and not going further into the cemetery itself. Which I think that's an interesting story. Super quick story, but I think it's interesting because headlights behind you are something that's very distinct. You know, because we've all had that car behind us when we're driving and you're like, God, get off my ass or I got to pull over and you can go around me. We all have had that feeling. Yep. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. especially because you know you're driving slow and you want to get some pictures that you would go, I'm going to pull over so that car can go around me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's- yeah, right there is the the key where and you then- just thought to yourself, oh, let me get over. Yeah. So what was behind her in the cemetery? Yeah. Nothing. Interesting. It is. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay, so we had mentioned the debit card story at the top of this. And this is from Eric. And he said, hey, guys, I want to start off my story by saying that because of experiences I've had since I was five years old and growing up, I'm not a full-blown skeptic. But I do try to come up with a rational explanation to everything. I'm not sensitive whatsoever, but people around me tend to be. I think all of that's a very interesting statement. 
-hmm. because he's had experience since he was five. Not a full-blown skeptic. He likes to rationalize it. I get all that. But doesn't think he's sensitive and has had experiences. I always think people who have experiences. It seems like it kind of contradicts itself. Right. So, Uh Eric, you might be sensitive. So he said, my event took place on September 25th. Around 8 a.m., my girlfriend and I were readying up for our garage sale. I offered to go get us breakfast along with our son. Only her and our 11-month-old daughter stayed at home. Our daughter was still asleep. I stopped at the donut shop first. Now, this part is important. It actually says that. I paid for our food with my debit card, which um, rang up to a total of 12.03. Then I stopped at our little local coffee shop. I paid cash for our drinks. I arrived back home. This part is semi-important. I got our food out and only left my wallet in my car. Let me add this to that, which has nothing to do with the story. Don't ever leave your wallet in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad idea. My girlfriend was helping a customer, so my son and I started eating. Ten minutes after the customer left, I went inside for a few seconds for something. When I was coming out, my girlfriend stopped me and pulled out my debit card from her back pocket and said to me, hey, you might need this. I was baffled and confused. She said to me that my debit card was inside a box that contained her random clothes. She was digging through it because a neighbor of ours went over to check the garage sale out and was wanting some clothes. My girlfriend said my debit card was in the box at the very bottom of the pile. I told her it was impossible because, first of all, I paid with my card at the donut shop. And how could it have been in the box? And she found out, and she had found out after I'd already left. Mm -hmm. So just to confirm, I checked my bank statement on the app under the account the debit card is under. And sure enough, the transaction of 1203 was made. Also, my bank does not issue duplicates of any card. I went to grab my wallet from inside my car and checked it. And sure enough, my card wasn't in it. This is one of the most insane happenings that's ever happened to me, if not the most bizarre one. My girlfriend is really sensitive, by the way. This little side note, she has been since she was a little girl and even been attacked by demons, which I hate that for her. God, I, do I hate that for Did her. Did that come up on the first date, I wonder? I don't know. I know. No, I don't think so. Is that a first date thing? I don't know. It's been so long since Kathy and I had first dates. I say you just just throw it all out there on the first one. (laughs) By the way, this is great steak. I've been attacked by demons a lot, (laughs) you know? And nothing too bad has happened to me yet. Yeah. So she said, as an explanation I have is there's always something attached to her that is messing with the both of us. Our relationship is up and down, and that can be a paranormal factor. Do you have any other explanation or or have had similar experiences? I'd love some input. Thank you for the time. So the only thing I can think, maybe, and I don't know exactly the time frame, but like when the customer was there, maybe could it have like accidentally been on his lap? And when he got out, it fell on the ground. And then, but it seems to me if somebody would have found it in the yard, the first thing you would have done or in the driveway is walk him and said, Hey, I found this debit card mm-hmm. in your driveway. But, but it sounded to me through the story that she found it while he was gone. Right. Yeah. So there wasn't any exactly. stepping up and a dropping off. It she had it and it and apparently it wasn't an like my first thought was it's an old debit card. You yeah. know, that was in a box of old stuff. Sure. But 
He said it was missing from his wallet. And the $12.03 that had been on that card had gone through. Yeah. And he would know the numbers. And he had been using it. Yeah. This is weird. Because it was inside a box that contained her random clothes. She was digging through it because a neighbor of ours went over to check out the garage sale and was wanting some clothes. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the girlfriend was digging through the box and found the card. Because even if a customer would have, you know, not, and it doesn't even sound like they were busy at the time because it's just a customer. Yeah. But I don't get it. It's interesting. What, what, yeah, like, what is the reasoning? I mean, it's very bizarre. Unless there was like a second debit card that neither of them were aware of and it just happened to fall into that box. But he said he had no duplicate card. That's like me. I do not have a duplicate card. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, in the box, the debit card there. was in the box at the very bottom of the pile. So I don't know. Paranormal? Or not. But I do not think Eric should blame his girlfriend for his psychic situations that he because as established because apparently he has like that telepathy where he can move or what did what what do you call it when you can move things uh is that telepathy it's not telepathy that's reading somebody it's telekinesis that might be it okay you know he's he's blaming her a little bit and i'm thinking psychokinesis dude you are psychokinesis you are moving stuff you are more, you know, sensitive than you want to admit. Yeah, I think there's a lot. Of, he's not uh, recognizing that or accepting it. Well, and, and I can see why you wouldn't want to. It's a burden to bear. Sure. But, um, you know. No. Or did he just forget that he accidentally, when he walked back in, he had his debit card in his hand and he dug through the box with his girlfriend's clothes in it? That could be. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think that one's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that the message is. is. Yeah. Is that it paranormal? Is. is it not paranormal? Could be. I don't know. I struggle with things on a daily basis. Lately, anything that's weird in my house, I got ghosts. Mm-hmm. I've just been doing that to everything lately. That was paranormal. But none of it is. I've been having some a little bit here as we've been starting to right. kind of get. Oh, great. Now that I'm getting ready to come to your house for a yeah. week, you're telling me this. Bring on the ghosts. I just weird. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I thought I had heard somebody in one of the guest rooms the other day uh, that I the one get, I'm going to stay in. No, you're, the, you're not going to stay in that one. No, no, because okay, that's there, there's still blood and a lot of <laughs> <laughs> the noose is still hanging. Still, yeah, we don't want anybody in that room really uh, to know of the room or that it exists. We're walling over it, and uh, yeah. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I just, I thought I heard, I thought Harper was in there and then there's nobody in there. And it's just like little things. Cause I've been doing a lot of stuff around the house uh, to get things ready. Um, and I've just had something like, what was that? Granted, I do have three dogs, but they, I, I usually know where they are and they're usually not anywhere in the vicinity of where I'd seen or heard something. So I don't know. Maybe there's something here saying, don't go. You can't leave us. Uh, or maybe it's like, are you not? When are you leaving? Get out. Can you go already? Yeah. We're going to start doing shit to scare you. Yeah. Maybe that's it. You know, then I had a priest come over and it was a big 
get out. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a big to do. Yeah, ain't no sage going to help this one. No, no. It was these flies in the on one of the windows everywhere, and they can't. They won't go away. There's this. There's this weird uh, thing underneath the house. It's covered in in. It looks like red paint. I'm not sure. Uh, and um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. High hopes. Though. Whoops! It was a murder. Yeah, here on Ocean Avenue. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? That's interesting because I've never heard you talk about stuff like that before. Um, yeah. So this last story I saved for the last one on purpose because I do think my sister Kathy will have something to say about this. We'll both have something to add to this okay. story. So Daniel sent this one to me just tonight because I posted on the page I wanted to hear some stories. So if anybody ever wants to send me some stories, please do. <clears throat> so he says, it was a typical Saturday routine in mid-June 2022. I picked up my four-year-old daughter from my mother's house. Everything was normal. Same run-of-the-mill conversation with my mother asking how her day was. And she said the same answer as always. <clears throat> but she did mention that my daughter was asking about my grandfather. She seemed confused about something, but couldn't quite explain what. On the drive home, she always talks and never really takes a break unless she falls asleep, which is kind of that four-year-old thing. She said she, He said she doesn't really know what she wants to say, but figures it out along the way. I always joke that it's the closest thing to speaking in tongues I've ever heard. Mid-conversation with herself on the way home, she pauses and lets me know that she spoke with my mother about her father. She said she was talking to him last night in her dream and he lives on the moon. I said, okay, what did you talk about with him? And she said, all this stuff she likes to do with my mother and how much fun she has with her. Then she pauses, looks out the window and asked how he died. It was definitely a tangible mood shift. Me thinking that's a weirdly abrupt transition. Brushed it off saying, oh, because he was old. She turned her head and looked at me through the rear view mirror in disgust. And she said, no, daddy, they killed him. He told me last night. Jesus. She then, right? she then looked back out the window for a minute and she said softly, they hurt him, hurt him, hurt him really bad. And then he died. That left me speechless. To give context, he was stabbed about seven <coughs> times and left out wow. to die outside a bar, which he did die from. He'd been dead for quite some time. He was not involved in my mother's life. He died suddenly and violently during my mom's childhood. My daughter only knew he had passed. So she didn't know any of the yeah, details. She yeah. just knew that his her grandfather had died. I was stunned, just stayed quiet, racking my brain, trying to figure out an explanation. I called my mother as soon as I was away from my daughter and told her this story. We both aren't sure how she knew. She doesn't really talk about it anymore. On occasion, she'll mention where she knows a deceased relative is all in the heaven house so far, but nothing about my grandfather again. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Mm. It's like she tapped so, into something. What's that? She tapped into something or... Yeah. Um, so she... But she'd been having like these conversations... It said she was talking to him last night in her dream and that he lives on the moon, which is such a four-year-old thing to say mm -hmm. because there's no context for where that person would live and you see the moon out there and it's out there. Yep. So that mm -hmm. totally makes sense that she would say he lives on the moon. And 
and that she would be talking about little kid things. And mm -hmm. then that whole, she, that he would, you know, basically, well, you know, daddy, and, they killed him. Yeah. And that's the part that gets me is that she stopped and was upset with him for lying to her. Yeah. And she knew he was. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to have Kathy on this episode was for this reason. So our dad died in the early 90s in um, 93, mm -hmm. was it? Yeah. And um, we were both really close to my dad. And and he'd had a, a very, very troubled life. And, you know, there was just, my dad had a lot of secrets. There was just a lot of things about him that I think he kept to himself. And he had a very difficult life. And he loved Kathy's kids. I don't have kids. And Kathy had three kids. And your youngest was really young at this time. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. She was toddling. Yeah. And so, um, but he loved, he loved Kathy's kids so much. And, and so um, rather than them call him grandpa, and this is just kind of funny, but um, there used to be the Bozo the Clown Show. And so the kids all call, called him Bozo. Which is just kind of cute, I think. And well, I don't know, was that dad's I, idea or whose idea well, was Well, I think they it started because the, the kids would do something silly and dad would say, you're a bozo. And oh, they'd yeah, say, no, it. you're a bozo, you know, and then it ended up, they just called him bozo. And my dad had nicknames for everybody. So the yeah. fact that he had a nickname, like my nickname was Goat. But which is kind of cool. Which when is you look back the greatest to ever live. Of all time, yeah. right? Yeah, the greatest time, of all right. time. Yeah. When I was a kid, it didn't mean greatest of all time, but. Growing up, he called me goat my whole life. Mm -hmm. And um, so so it's not weird that they would give him a nickname other than grandpa. Sure. And so they all called him Bozo or Bose. Okay. And he was really, really close to my nephew and her middle son. And, um, and so the interesting thing is that after my dad died, my nephew, Kathy's son, was, was about able to seven yeah he time, was able to eight maybe he started seeing him well and he and talking to him and, and communicating it, with him you know he would just and and i didn't know exactly how to handle it because he was very close to my dad and so he would come out in the morning and he'd say i talked to bozo last night and i'd say oh yeah you know and yeah, he'd, t he'd tell me this, you know, all this stuff that he said. And sometimes it was things like I knew Chris wouldn't know mm -hmm. that it had to come from somewhere else, sure. just like this story. And, you know, I, how do you handle that? And I'm sure this guy feels the same way with his daughter. Like, what, what do you say? And so I just listened to him and, you know, I'd say, oh, you know, and, and then the whole time my heart is just breaking because you know it's my dad just died and yeah. you know you know and here he's your son you know. is talking to him and so this i would say this went on it went on for a while and an interesting counterpart to this is that i would say about two or three months ago my son is now 37 and we were sitting in the backyard it does night. not seem possible that he's 37 i know he just in my he head just, he's like he just turned 17 and we, we were rocking and he was smoking a cigar and we were talking about all sorts of things. And it's, you know, late, it's kind of late at night and we got to talking about, you know, things. And he said, 
you know that stuff about Bozo and me talking to Bozo? And I said, yeah. And he goes, that was really real, mom. And he said, I've had a hard time with that my whole life because he said he would, I, you know, if I was sad, he would open the door and come in and sit down beside me and talk to me. Like really there, you know? And uh, he said, you know, sometimes I didn't tell you because I knew it was making you sad, you know? So at his age, he's still... He has a memory of it, yeah. Because a lot of times they don't. And Tony and I have had lots of stories on um, in the past about kids talking to deceased relatives, but they don't remember it Mm -hmm. as an adult. Well, and and right after dad died, you know, I would say within a couple, three weeks after he died... One night, um, I, I, my husband was gone for some reason. I probably went to a conference or something. I don't know. And I was in bed and, you know, I just at that dozing off place. And I felt somebody reach down and kind of put their hand on my leg and kind of squeeze it, mm-hmm. you know. And my dad always did that when we were kids. He would come in at night and he'd reach down and squeeze our leg a little bit and then, you know, go to the next kid or whatever. And, you know, it happened and I was at that dozing place and I just sat up. I was like, oh my gosh, right? So then the next morning at breakfast, my oldest son comes out and he said, mom, it was really weird last night. He said, I was laying in bed and somebody came in and squeezed my leg. And I, and I, you know, I didn't say anything to him that it had happened to me too, Yeah, you know, but there was some, for a while there, my, my dad was still here. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. feel it now, but I feel yeah. it for a while and he was. We had, um, so my dad at one point, he had a very interesting work life. And at one point he had been a funeral director slash mortician. Yeah. And, um, I think because of that, he never wanted to have a funeral. And so he made it really, really clear. I don't want a funeral. I want you kids to get together and go out for dinner. I want all this stuff. So we had a little bit of a service. But he died in July. We had that in September, October. October. Yeah, October. So we go out to, and we're just, you know, his remains said, um, Kathy's husband had had him for quite a while. And I think even Greg had some experiences about that with having those, Mm -hmm. but, um, but so we were going to bury them and we go out to the cemetery and I had in my little car, I'm your two oldest with me. Maybe I had all three kids because if Van Carroll was going, everybody was going there, Carol. Mm -hmm. So we drive out to the cemetery together and it was just horrible day in Western Kansas. Like the wind blows out there and like it, like it's blowing 50 miles an hour. It's cold. It's rainy. It's horrible. So we're sitting in the car till the very last minute till everybody gets there. And my dad used to reach over to the back of my neck, like if I'd be sitting on this sofa and he would do it to you too, Kathy, I'm sure. They mm-hmm. reach over to the back of your neck and just kind of just kind of tickle the back of your neck, kind of just rub it a little bit. And and he would always do that. So I was sitting there with the kids and I felt the back of my neck like somebody just had grabbed it. And I kind of look around. I didn't jump or anything. I didn't say anything. I kind of look around and Chris looks at me and goes, Bozo's here. Mm. And I'm like, you're right, hun. Whoa. I start crying. Yeah. But it was just, 
So it's really mm-hmm. interesting that kids can have that experience. And I think, um, I think that our dad, it was tough for him to be a dad. There's a number of factors mm-hmm. that go into that. But um, I think he's been a, this might sound really weird, but I've always thought as kind of a guardian angel dad, Mm -hmm. he's really good. He's really, really good. Like I don't feel him every day, but I feel him. I still feel that he's around Mm -hmm. to this day. I don't think he'll go until we're gone. And uh, I I just think that, you know, in, in, in that story that I just read too, it's, it's interesting that, that the grandfather would come to the granddaughter and tell her something, you know, like share that kind of information. But he must have wanted it clear that he was still around. Mm -hmm. And that was his way to get to to the rest of the family. I think it could be, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I really wanted to share that with Kathy because that happened in our family. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. That really was. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, hey, go uh, support us on Apple Podcasts or Patreon or at ghostpodcast.com. When you do that, you get access to all the bonus episodes, the advanced episodes, all of the extras, all of it completely commercial free. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.